Back in the future when Meryl was in high school When she couldn't get into her drama club She flew to the physics lab with fervor And snapped upon her rubber gloves Using, Using lots, lots of scientific, scientific physics, magic, magic Meryl grasped the hands, hands of time And she fell into a wormhole And now she's doing fine Oh, Meryl Streep Everybody, listen up. Listen up. Remember to give Meryl all of the awards, the accreditations, the roles, the paychecks. Accreditations! Because if she is in the slightest bit displeased, she will once again rip back the fabric of space and time, time to the very time. beginnings of humanity when we climbed out of the primordial ooze. And she will nearly dip in one big Fucking toe. Big toe. Making us all a little bit marrow. And then she will become supreme overlord of us all. Yeah. Oh, marrow freak, you are a goddess of fucking everything. But in the future, where from? You're just like everybody else. Oh. Ah, that was Afterbirth Monkey. You gotta love them. They're brilliant, aren't they? All right. I gotta love it. Afterbirth uh, Monkey. Always uh, good. Always good. And uh, oh, we started with the song. So let's try and find some comedy for you. Okay. Uh, let's see. How, how are we doing here? I'm looking. I'm looking. Don't worry. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's staying warm and healthy. Wash your hands, people. You don't catch a cold from the cold. You catch a cold from other people. All right. How about some comedy of Dave Koenig? You can follow him on Facebook. So, I was a lousy Jew. But, 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 I never fit in with the other Jews who were also lousy Jews. See, I knew so many Jews my whole life who were lousy at being Jewish. But it didn't seem to bother them. They never went to temple, they, they didn't fast on Yom Kippur, they were atheists. They, they were Jews only in the sense that they lived on the Upper West Side, bought their bagels at H&H, read the New York Times, and once a month had brunch at Barney Greengrass and ate pastrami. <laughs> so like cafeteria Catholics, they were delicatessen Jews. <laughs> Except the Koreans moved in, took over, there's no more delicatessens. So they're actually Korean fruit stand Jews. <laughs> I apparently look Irish. I have no idea how this happened. It doesn't help that I have rosacea, so my face is always flush, like the Irish. Their face always flush because they drink. That's not racist, that's just a statement of fact. Please, if you take only one thing away from this show, let it be that. All Irish drink. So, see, I wanted to be a good Jew, but I also never fit in with the Jews who are good at being Jews. See, with them, it was like, uh, it was like they all spoke a secret language I didn't understand. Actually, they did. 
It's called Hebrew. <laughs> but still, I would try. I would try. When I was single, every year, alone in my apartment, I would light a Hanukkah menorah. And then, just to complete the ritual, I'd feel obliged to buy myself a Hanukkah present. <laughs> which is not only sad, but a little awkward. Because invariably, I'd, I'd buy myself the wrong thing. <laughs> like a tie and a pattern I already had. Then, I married an Irish Catholic. I proposed to her on Christmas Eve in Rockefeller Center, underneath the biggest Christmas tree in the world. And I told her if we had kids, she could raise them Catholic. Because I know how to woo a Gentile. <laughs> so we had kids. And, and we raised them Catholic. Which actually works out fine. That's fine. Except I think my kids might be a little anti-Semitic. Just a little. <laughs> you hear comments. I don't want to make a big deal. <laughs> the other day, my four-year-old son asked me if I'd buy him his own real car, you know? I thought that was kind of cute. I said, no, Dad, you can't do that. That, that. that would cost too much money. You know what he said? He said, you people, that's all you ever think about. <laughs> my kids built a clubhouse in the backyard. I asked if I could join. My eight-year-old pulls me aside. He says, look, if we're up to me. <laughs> the other day, I told my kids to turn off the TV. When I left the room, I swear one of them said, see, I told you they control the media. <laughs> Also, as a kid, it did seem to me that the Gentile kids had much better holidays than the Jewish kids. Oh, yeah, no, no. It all goes back to Christmas and Hanukkah. Every kid growing up knows Hanukkah can't compete with Christmas. First of all, what is Christmas? Oh, it's only the biggest birthday party in the world. What is Hanukkah? Eh, the Syrians were trying to kick our ass, so for eight days we hid in the temple. It's essentially a festival of hiding. <laughs> Jewish holiday is the same. The entire history of Judaism, thousands of years of getting our ass kicked. On the rare occasions there's a day we didn't get our ass kicked, that's a holiday. <laughs> Passover. And the Pharaoh was trying to kick our ass, so we put some lamb's blood on the door, and the angel of death got confused, so we fled into the desert, where we got lost for 40 years, and nobody could find us, so they couldn't kick our ass. Okay, happy Passover. Enjoy your bitter herbs and horseradish. <laughs> Yom Kippur. I'll tell you what you do. For one day, you don't eat anything. Then you'll be so weak and headachy from hunger, maybe people will feel sorry for you. For one day, they won't kick your ass, okay? <laughs> Happy Yom Kippur. Enjoy your delicious nothing. Hanukkah. Eh, for eight days, we hid in the temple. They couldn't find us. They couldn't kick our ass. Oh, yeah, what happened on the ninth day? On the ninth day, they found us. They kicked our ass, okay? Happy Hanukkah. Go play with your dreidel. <laughs> That's another thing. Christmas. Presents, toys, gifts, money orders, cash, appliances. Hanukkah, what do you get? You get a dreidel. What's a dreidel? It's a top. It's a disappointing present for a kid of any age. Oh, we try and jazz it up with a big musical number, right? Dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. You get that? You get the angle? You don't even get the dreidel. You get a lump of clay. They tell you, go make your own dreidel. Hanukkah. It's a Hebrew word. You know what it means? Loosely translated. It means the Irish kid who lives next door is getting a new bike. And you're not, Shlomo. Obviously, I had given the subject a lot of deep theological thought. I began to consider the possibility of converting. I was, well, I was attracted to the, uh, the camaraderie of Catholicism, as depicted in such motion pictures 
as the Godfather mm. and the Godfather too. <laughs> I wasn't the first Jew in show business to convert to Christianity. There was, uh, there was Bob Dylan and all right, I was the second Jew in show business to convert to Christianity. Bob Dylan, of course, wrote Blowing in the Wind. I wrote the following joke. I wonder if strippers have a recurring dream where they suddenly find themselves at work with all their clothes on and no one staring at them. Here you had the Catholic Church, an institution known for completely controlling the message, going against character, and attempting to produce talk radio, a medium that thrives on the free and unfettered exchange of ideas and dialogue. As their morning show host, they've hired an opinionated, loudmouth Jewish comic, going against character, and attempting to be a good Catholic. Gee, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> To make myself more comfortable, I, I started booking all my comedian friends to come on the show. Here's a partial list of some of the comedians I had on the show. Jackie Mason, Freddie Roman, Stewie Stone, Corey Kahaney, Susie Essman, Brad Zimmerman, Michelle Ballin, David Steinberg, Maya Ed Koch, Alan Zweig Bell. Basically, I booked every Jew at the Friars Club. <laughs> David Brenner came on the show. He told us all about being a young Jewish boy growing up in a tough Irish Catholic neighborhood in Philadelphia. One day, he's walking down the street, and this big Irish kid comes running out of a church. He runs up to Brenner, punches him in the nose, knocks him flat on his ass. Brenner looks up, he says, what the hell did you do that for? Kid says, because your people killed Christ. Brenner says, wait a minute. First of all, that was like, that was like 2,000 years ago. Kid says, yeah, I know, but I just found out about it today. <laughs> After a while, Condal Egan's agent got a little nervous about me. He said to me, we don't mind you having all your comedian friends on the show, but don't you at least know any Catholic comedians? So I booked Lisa Lampanelli. I told her to keep it clean. It was a short interview. We would have Catholic celebrities on the show, but usually by accident. I booked, I booked Richard Simmons to come on the show. I thought that'd be a hoot. Richard Simmons on the Catholic channel? Well, it turns out Richard is a devout Catholic. He told us all about his vast collection of little tiny baby Jesus dolls. Apparently, Richard Simmons has hundreds and hundreds of little tiny baby Jesus dolls. We were all surprised to hear that Richard Simmons had hundreds of baby Jesus. Actually, no one was surprised to hear that Richard Simmons had hundreds of baby Jesus Weekend. I, I was out of options. I mean, what club would take me in now? I could become a Jew for Jesus. They're actually quite nice. I was talking to one before the show. I was rushing to get down here. I was running a little late. A woman stopped me on the street. She said, excuse me, sir, I must talk to you. I'm a Jew for Jesus. I said, that's nice, lady. I'm a Jew late for work. <laughs> I began to consider the possibility of maybe converting back to Judaism. But how do you convert back to Judaism after you've converted to Catholicism? I mean, what do you do? Walk out of the church backwards, uncrossing yourself? <laughs> 
Thank you. Uh, check him out online. And now a little Jen Quack. Let's talk. This is the joint right here.
manage all of my visions for the future? I'm an ENFP. I love cupcakes. So, same time next week. Check her out online. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. What are we up to now? Betty Joe Tucker movie at a headquarters every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Always fun. And you can see the movie Cake a Love Story on Amazon. You might see me in it. Yeah, there you go. Based on Betty Joe's life. I'm your husband. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm double tasking here. I'm checking on the minutes, checking on the time. See what's going to happen. Remember, my CDs are available on CD Baby. So you can check that out there, too. CD Baby for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I'm trying to find something that's within the time frame. As you know, Betty Jo uh, has guessed, so she can guess it out that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see. What do I got here? Okay. Nope. Don't want to use that. Don't want to use that. I don't know. I don't know. What is this? Oh, this might be just under the wire. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our first performer, my co-host, is... We have to be quiet, Judy. Um, my first performer is an amazing talent. She is on. How many people here are in the uh, uh, softball team of the Friars? All right, hey, softball team. She, she actually sees the ball and, and lets it hurt her because she's not Jewish. Okay, she's been on the Colin Quinn show. She sang actually for Barbara Streisand. I don't know if it was the real Barbara Streisand. But she it was why she's been on uh, PBS, on Fox, and on NBC. She's brilliant. She's talented. She's gorgeous. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Miss Nancy Lombardo. Frenchman, does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh-huh. Who needs light? 
Telling a joke again if I wanted to. What is she to do? Can't help it. I can't. I'm crazy. I am crazy. And listen, therapy is not for everyone. It's for people with money. <laughs> am I right? It's for people with money. It's not for everyone. And I feel for what you pay for therapy that you should leave with something every session. So I stole her pen, some tissues, a clock. And then she gave me some advice. She goes, Nancy, you should find out what's missing for your life and grab it. So I stole her iPad. <laughs> no iPad, no appointments. I'm cured. Oh, it wasn't easy for me growing up Puerto Rican and Italian in New York City, never knowing at any given moment when I'd have to chase myself out of my own neighborhood. Yeah. I'm a chef. I'm a shark. I'm a chef. I'm a shark. The first time I saw West Side Story, I thought that's so my life. How do they know? How do they know? And my grandmother, my Italian grandmother, was always telling me these Italian stories. You know. When I come to America, I don't have a dime. When I come to America, I don't have a time. Well, Grandma, guess what? Now I have a dime! Yeah. The economy's so bad, I'm looking for jury duty. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm trying to get jury duty. Please, pick me. I'll do all the cases. Pick me. Pick me. It's a lot of fun. My mother's from my West Puerto Rico. She was bilingual. She could speak two languages at the same time. So when I was growing up, I had no idea what she was saying. She would just turn and start going, Listen! No me la pena. I don't have to go. Someone is saying, so don't. What? She was a terrible cook, burnt everything. Now it's called Cajun. Who knew? Who knew? But she didn't have this great mom advice she used to give out to this mom. Clichés are clichés, as she called them. Mira Nancy, listen to this clichés. It's going to save your life. That cork doesn't fall far from the bottle. You've got to take the bees with the honey. Every cloud has a silver lining. Mom, my head is hurting. Stop with these wisdoms, wisdoms. Okay, don't get scared. Don't get scared. Two Irishmen walk out of a bar. It can happen. <laughs> You're that kind of a crowd, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, a priest, a Muslim, and a rabbi walk into the bar, and the bartender goes, What is this, some kind of a joke? Oh, well, I love you. Wonderful laugh right here. And sir, what's your name, sir? Michael. Michael? What do you, oh, what do, you do for a living, or what did you do? Whatever you can find. What what is your expertise? Finance, real estate. Finance, real estate. Keeping it vague. I like that, Michael. I like that. Do you have any hobbies, Michael? Golf. Golf. You like to play golf. Do you have any favorite foods? No. No favorite foods. You're a big help, Michael. <laughs> you like to play golf, real estate, finance. I don't know. Is it your wife? Good. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. Okay. And uh, uh, what's your name? Shelley and Michael. What a coincidence, I happen to have written a song about your life. <laughs>
Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. Big kiss. Bye-bye.